Yo, have you seen 90 Day Fiance? No. No, bro, I've been hooked on that show for the last week. Sending me clips, though. Left bro, and right. it's so funny. Like, <clears throat> So the whole concept of the show is you bring somebody over from another country into the United States, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I guess they have a whole bunch of shows. They have like a show where you you, and Amer- you as an American go to another another country um, and get married to them there. You go through so that process. realistically, but, how is that legal? I thought that was like, isn't that illegal? No, it's legal. It, it's illegal if you're doing it strictly for the purposes of immigrating somebody over. But when it's like the, you, that's why you you have night you do you bring them over from another country, then you have ninety days to get married. If you don't get married, then they get deported. Ninety days to fall in love. Ninety days to fall in love. Yeah, technically. Yeah, bro, it's weird. A lot of them do make it though, but some of them are you just look at them and you're like, oh yeah. So so what define? Do you know what defines something illegal when you do it? Like let's just say you fake the funk of marriage and you're in love. Mm-hmm. If it it's if you just got somebody here, bring them here, gave them their green card, and then they dipped out on you, that's illegal. I think that's illegal, bro. But that happened in this last season. So how the fuck? And I'm and that's on TV, and I'm just like, what's gonna happen now? That's what I'm so, saying. Where, where's the the line that? Welcome to the morning dinner podcast, everybody. You guys are watching this video, and we have gone. Hey, look at me real the, quick. Look what? at me. Oh. Bro, one of your beard hairs is so long. Yeah, That's I got to I got to trim it up. Good shit, dude. It's all good, man. I got to trim it up. That's it, just it like it's long. Bro, it's like this. And I haven't gotten a haircut in like 3 4 weeks now. Y'all can't see it, but <laughs> let me just Is it still you. sticking out? Let me see. Look at me. No. Okay, good. Dog, cool. that shit was like This is episode 71. 70 uno. So, whoops, no, I'm lying. 72 of the morning How do you say that podcast. in Spanish? 72. 72. 72. Yeah. That's tight. We got uh, Danny Shepard in the house tonight. We'll give you guys a quick read-through of his bio. Danny Shepard. I think that's how you say his last name. Shepard or Shepard? Shepard, probably. I think it's Shepard. Shepard. Danny is a Las Vegas-based director and storyteller with a specialization in action and visual effects. Having founded the YouTube channel known as Ismahawk and gained nearly 100 million views since 2012, Danny continues to create a variety of work from passion-driven creative projects to Hollywood-level visuals on an independent-level budget. 100 million views. This is going to be a dope episode, man. Because we had Jeremy on. Remember Jeremy? Yeah. He is also from Ismahawk, and we got his perspective on things. Which you guys should definitely check that episode out, because he had a lot of great insight on just the video world, the YouTube world, and all that. So if you want to check that out, go back to our channel. Subscribe. And we'll also do the little link. What's it called? The little button that pops out. That way you can click it. Top right corner. Top left corner. Top right corner. It should be over Chuck's head. Yeah. if If you're looking at me, it should be right... Ooh. Cheer, cheer. There you go. And uh, this episode's going to be tight, man. We're excited to get it going. We got a lot of questions from how he got started, how his workflow is, um, making connections, and just creating higher level budget projects. Super hyped. I yeah. got so many questions. Because he's I say definitely that, on a different level. I never say anything. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, without further ado, here we go. Episode 72 with Danny Shepard. I love you guys. Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen. In the goddamn refrigerator. I sure am hungry. What's up, Danny? What's going on? How's your day going so far, man? It's going well, dude. Just going well. Yeah, it's um, a beautiful Wednesday afternoon. Beautiful Wednesday afternoon. I'm get, here with beautiful. a couple of buddies. Hey, oh. getting together for the first time ever. We always say this is a, this, this podcast is, is really a way for us to meet new people because a lot of the, the guests that we have on, yeah. we have them on for the first time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, th- thank you for joining us today, man. Yeah, thank thanks you, for having me, man. So real quick, for people who are tuning in, and I give them a little read-through bio of, of who you are, but for those who are listening and you kind of want to like give them an elevated pitch on who you are you just kind of give people a rundown on who you are and what you do yeah um i'm terrible at these but uh my name is danny shepherd i am a director actor visual effects artist local filmmaker here out of las vegas i'm uh best known for the work that i've done on my youtube channel youtube.com slash ismahawk where we make uh, action scenes and and visual effects action choreography videos with like superheroes and fun stuff and and yeah that's nice. oh, yeah. that's a little a little glimpse into who I am. I like to think that I'm just a little bit more, there's a little bit more to me than that. <laughs> I like that, man. It comes across through, through in your acting too. Like you're, you're very dynamic. Um, Thank you. <laughs> we, we, we had, we had Jeremy uh, Lee on the podcast earlier last year yeah. and Rob Chato too. You work closely with those two guys. I do. I do. Um, they help you like with the whole creation of these videos, right? Yep. That's how, how, how did that, cause I know we spoke about it with Jeremy, but I it was been a while. So I kind of forgot. How did that dynamic of your friendship begin with both of them? 
<laughs> so Jeremy and I met when we were working at the at Best Buy. Uh, oh, that's right. Yeah, I was about. It was a. Uh, I was eighteen or nineteen. He had, I think, just graduated high school. He started working at Best Buy, and uh, he was he was new. He was the first new guy who got hired after me. It had been six months since anybody new had been hired after me. So like, I was like, you know, hazing him a little bit. I was like, ha, I'm not the new guy anymore. <laughs> so uh, and and. I had no idea at the time that I would be hazing one of my best friends and and greatest collaborators and and biggest inspirations uh, because that's eventually what you know Jeremy uh, became. We just kind of started talking at work and just talking about like our crazy ideas and like what we wanted to do and what we wanted out of life. And we noticed that we had a lot of uh, similar interests, similar aspirations, and it kind of just happened pretty organically i made some videos started posting them on the internet and jeremy started giving me feedback uh it was like hey i think your visual effects would look better if you didn't do that mm-hmm. or you know whatever crappy effect i was doing back in 2008 <laughs> or nine damn and uh and yeah uh geez we've been pretty inseparable he's my roommate now and we've been collaborating since really consistently since like 2011 maybe that's awesome man yeah, yeah well, when we talked to him oh he, i now remember he mentioned that uh he was also going to unlv at the time yep uh and i think that's where he met rob chato and that's how you guys all kind of got together right yep yep what as far as like the filmmaking go because you guys do a lot of dope stuff and i just want to say congratulations on all the work and all the success that yeah. you guys have had Thank so far like it really and especially like from a city who doesn't really have any, anybody like that i would say you guys are probably like the biggest out here oh. when it comes to like putting out con- quality content yeah 100 percent. you are way too kind i yeah. I, I appreciate it. thank you so and, much and i want to i want to ask how did that like how did you decided that you wanted to start either in acting or directing or doing vfx like was that something that you grew up wanting or was that like something that came out came along later like i've wanted doing what i do now has been my dream since i was eight years old oh wow Uh, i have been i have been trying to make it happen since then you know i i started acting as a kid uh i i think i started going on auditions and stuff as like a child actor when i was you know eight i got uh i i landed a movie when i was 13 and that was like the big thing for me uh, i was like six on the call sheet and uh it was like this super low budget movie that shot out in saint george called down in derby and uh and that was really the big thing that kind of started it that kind of uh that really uh, solidified that this is what i want to do for the rest of my life and and uh, i started out with acting and and acting was i think my biggest passion for a really long time. And then as I started getting older, you know, I started noticing that the, that, that it's a saturated market with acting and it's hard to break in unless you know someone or else you really stand out. So when I was thinking about, I was thinking about that, I was like, okay, how, how can I make it as an actor? Like I'm going to school as I'm going to film school right now. I'm, I'm learning a little bit of everything just to kind of keep myself well-rounded. What's the best way to do this? I'm like, do I move to LA? Do I pound the pavement like everybody else I know? And then come back with my tail between my legs? Uh, because I do know a lot, unfortunately, a lot of people who've been forced to do that. You know, they go and they try to do it the, the, the classic way. You go pound the pavement, work hard, and some people get lucky and some people don't. Mm. But I'm like, there's too much chance in that. There's too much. I'm, I'm giving too much control over to... I don't know, to outside forces. And, and I wanted to take a lot of that into my own hands and see what I can do myself to to make these dreams a reality. You wanted to be all you could be and offer all that you could offer yeah. to get to that next level. 100%. You okay. know, I didn't, I didn't want anybody to tell me who I could be or, or what I can be. You know, I'm Middle Eastern. So uh, my dad actually was an actor when he was, when uh, he, he actually... Uh, you know, he went to film, he went to, to school for acting. He actually went to school with Mark Hamill. And oh, nice. Yeah, it was one of the coolest uh, fun facts. That's awesome. He was like, yeah, I went to school, for, uh, like acting school with Mark Hamill. So he tried to do it and his, you know, uh, he didn't get a lot of support. You know, he was told that you're going to play stereotypes the rest of your life. You know, he was a fresh off the boat uh, I- Iranian from, oh, wow. you know, who, who came here when he was 13 and and uh, acting is what he wanted to do but you know society just kind of made it difficult Mm -hmm. and 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 i always kind of thought about that like okay well you know uh i don't want to just 
play stereotypes. I want to be a superhero. That's what I've always wanted to be. I'm a nerd. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I'm like, I see myself as being like a badass superhero and whatnot. And I was like, that's those are the kind of roles I want to play. I want to be a uh, I want to be a, a role model. I want to inspire people, not you know, uh, not you know, play into stereotypes and whatnot. So that was another you know uh, something that got the ball ball rolling to to start Ismahawk and to kind of just start doing so, my own thing. You know, so it was kind of your way of saying. If Hollywood is not going to cast for the superhero, for the for the badass main character, then I'm going to create that character and I'm going to try to like m- make my way into that industry, right? Seems crazy when you say it like yeah. that. Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, because like, <laughs> it is a little bit. Yeah. You, you, you know what, though? Like, I, I've been seeing it a lot on the news lately. Uh, you know how it's mostly like they'll give... Um, like a, an American or like a white person a, an ethnic role, right? right. And, and you see it all the time. Right. You know, who was it... Um, I can't remember their name, but there's a lot of actors who have played uh, either like a Mexican roles or like or, or, or an Asian, or an yeah. Asian. and uh, what was it? Scarlett Johansson's re- recently like under fire Ghost for that show. too, yeah. uh, which I, I don't think it's it's right to like kind of like blame the actress or the actor because right. they're just act- looking for work, right? Just looking for work. Um, but I think it's the whole psychology behind of like, oh well, you got to have like a a male or a female like white lead because that's what sells, right? Right. Um, and I, and I, 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 if you if you hadn't told me that you were uh, Middle Eastern, I would never right. have thought. <laughs> I, I, I see I see like American. That's that's all I see. You know what I mean? So it's like, that's what I am. So exactly. So like born and raised in, there, in America. There we go. So like, I, I so I kind of want to talk about what about VFX? Because you sure. do, you, you do not only acting or produce these films, you do the visual effects. What did, right. you, did you go to school for that? Or was that something that you kind of learned on your own on YouTube? <laughs> yeah. Just uh, learn by watching tutorials. Mm-hmm. Honestly, most of the stuff that I've learned is from like just watching tutorials and doing it. YouTube you university. Know? Yeah, man. Cause I, I went to film school. I had, you know, four years of film school under my belt. Uh, like for actually I, like, like filming and directing or d- d- uh, directing, acting and screenwriting were, were my major emphasis. There was no visual effects. There's no visual effects, uh, at, at least at that time. I don't know if there is now. I graduated mm-hmm. in 2012, okay. uh, but there was no visual effects, uh, like classes at UNLV when I was there. So I kind of had to teach myself. I kind of had to just learn by doing. And it started with like when I was 15, just doing lightsaber effect on, you know, with my, me and my stupid friends, oh, yeah. just doing a stupid lightsaber fight. And, yeah. uh, and, uh, and that's how it started. And, and it's just kind of like the tools have gotten a little better, a little easier. And it's just, a I mean, it's, it's fun. Doing visual effects is so fun. So, was Video Copilot out at that point yeah. in time? Yeah, okay, so Video Copilot was name? out. What's yeah. his name? I can't Andrew Kramer. Kramer. Andrew Kramer, yeah. The What's God. up? Andrew Kramer here with videocopilot.net. Okay. I've memorized his intro. That's how many times you've watched the tutorial. Because oh you yeah. have to watch it like multiple times Yo, when you first start. I'm going to keep it real. Like I've always wanted to learn VFX, but man, I just cannot keep up and I just do not have the patience for it. Like I would always start Andrew Kramer's videos, but I, I, I just like, you know what? I'll just send it to somebody else who can do it. <laughs> I, I couldn't. Yeah. Like that, that takes yeah. so much patience. It's just yeah. a lot about you as an artist that you have the patience to be able to not only just act, direct, produce, but also do the visual effects and the editing that's, yeah, that's insane it, it, man it, that, i want it that's why i respect about you is just like you you already have like a sense of like creativity behind you so everything you learn it, it looks good you know what i mean it's quality and i know we all start from some place like yeah. it didn't just overnight but like so what what school did you go to you went to unlv i went to unlv for okay. for college yeah and when you were starting uh with the effects and all that like where am i trying to go with this uh um, talking about like the process of it yeah like like how 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 did you find out like okay this is kind of what i want to do and at this point now like do you still do all the visual effects (laughs) for all the ismahawk i literally just stepped away from my computer while i was doing visual (laughs) effects to come to this podcast uh so yes um you know jeremy jeremy's phenomenal in his own right and can also do visual effects so Mm -hmm. he takes on some of the work sometimes and um and we have an intern who helps me with some of the more tedious things that's awesome rotoscoping and that's awesome tracking Um, actually i had a question about 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 interning yeah uh, because we we were looking for an intern for the podcast Mm -hmm. to kind of run like the video and audio while we do our thing is that that, do you have to have a license for anything like that or is it something that you could just ask around and just have somebody do like uh, we don't have a license so really okay so if it's illegal then uh sorry i guess i'm I'm being put like i'm on record (laughs) right now (laughs) well no because i i don't know if you like if it was something that you needed like an llc for or if it's something you could just say hey man i'll give you like 20 bucks if you just help us do like for an hour you know what i mean like 
I think like for us, our, our, the two interns that we do have, I mean, we call them interns. They're really our friends mm. at this point, And they are two super talented, super enthusiastic young kids. One's uh, 19. The other one is 22. Um, and they just, they were fans of our YouTube channel. They're fans of our podcast. And, there you go. and we were like, hey, we're looking for some people to help, you know, pick up some of the slack for us, you know, so maybe some help on set, maybe some help in uh, doing visual effects. And, and uh, these two, like, uh, a bunch of people applied, but these two were really, they really stood out, you know? They're mm-hmm. That's really, awesome. really the, dope kids. I feel like the opportunity that they're going to have just by interning with you guys and being on set is going to be so valuable in the long run. Exponential. Because, yeah. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> I, 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 I saw the last video that you guys posted on your YouTube channel, which is like a behind-the-scenes look. Yeah. Um, at, at the, what was, what was it called? It was the death battle. The death, is for yeah. The, yeah, we did a, we shot a fight scene for the YouTube channel. Used to be called Screw Attack, is now called Death Battle where they do death battles mm-hmm. and uh, we shot their very first live action. That was the behind the scenes for that. Yeah. Yeah. So I was looking at that video. And I was like, damn, like you guys are legitimately working with a team of people. <laughs> this is not yeah. like a, well, we're just going to do it on a, on a Tuesday. Like you yeah, have, like you plan this out in, in advance. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, so you would say that your process has a, a kind of like escalated over the years, right? Like from 100%. just like, Hey Jeremy, I'll see you on Tuesday and we'll shoot this little scene to now. It's like, okay, now, now we got to have like a, a set manager. We got to have like a, a costume department or like a makeup artist you know like all those kinds of things yeah how has that process what has that process taught you of being an artist and working collaborating with other people i mean the biggest thing is that like everybody who works on on set with me is you know part of my family Mm -hmm. Uh, as far as i i'm concerned like if you're on one of my sets it's because like we're already you know like this Uh, we have a a really tight-knit team and that team is uh accumulated and built up over time you know we didn't always have a huge crew we just really interesting thing if there's anybody out there who's listening and and you're you're trying to figure out how to get started i think the the way to answer your question is to just say like when you start off doing something nobody's gonna help you nobody's gonna want to help you because you haven't proven yourself nobody knows that you're that you're worth helping Uh, you know what I mean? So Mm -hmm. like when you go in, you put the work and you're pounding the pavement, you're doing the visual effects, you're editing, you're, you're directing, you're producing, you're acting, you're doing everything yourself and you're still, and thing is, even if you're doing a terrible job, it's like eventually someone's going to say, you know, I think what you're doing is pretty cool and I'd love to be a part of it. And that's kind of how it just went. It's like, Jeremy has his friends and contacts who he's made and he's brought into the family. Like I, you know, I have my friends and contacts who I brought into the family and we just kind of, uh, just started. Next thing I know, it's like our crew is massive and there's like 30 people on set. Everybody's going and doing stuff, picking stuff up. And I'm just like, even, even me, dude, like when I'm on set, I'm just like, I remember when one day when I got on set, when we were doing the Nightwing versus Daredevil project for death battle, I walked on set and I was slightly late cause I had to pick up one of our uh, performers, excuse me. And, uh, and I noticed that everybody was like working like little worker ants. And it was like, people were just getting up and like doing things. And every, I was just like, like it literally looks like so much more organized than what I was even used to at that yeah. point. And I was just like, oh, we did intimidating. It. We did it, ma. We, so nice. <laughs> we, we out here <laughs> years of years. So the of, beginning, it was just you and Jeremy or how the, many people were on the team? In the beginning, it was just me. Oh. And then Jeremy uh, joined shortly after. Uh, so I, I think I started, I was like a few months in Jeremy joined me and then we got a couple other people, but like really our crew has, has really, really expanded in the last, uh, I'd say two years as we're, you know, cause we started off with our YouTube channel and, 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 uh, and I love making the kind of content that we made for our YouTube channel, but, uh, really we're we're growing and we're trying to grow and we're trying to continue to grow. You know, our dream is to be filmmakers, um, uh, and our dream is to make high quality, high production value films and, mm-hmm. you know, work in TV and film and, 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 you know, hopefully one day make a Marvel movie. So we're trying to take the steps that are required to get us to that point where we can direct a Marvel movie right. and, and whether that's, you know, next year or, uh, you know, several years from now, when, whenever uh, the, you know, we get there, like the goal is that's that's what we're trying to attain. That's where we're trying to go. So, um, and I think everybody on our team kind of has that same mentality. Like we all want to do that. We all want to do this and, and, uh, yeah. 
I just told man. I hope I answered the question. I think I went totally off topic. No, 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 that no that's good. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say uh, I think you guys definitely do have what it takes to like in your words like direct a Marvel film and produce that because with what you have right now, you you're blowing minds, man. Like when I when I first saw, I think the first video I saw might have been the Deadpool video or the <laughs> or the um, Deadpool versus Deadpool. Yeah, I think it was Deadpool versus or the Quicksilver versus uh, Flash. Yeah, man, I was like, these guys are making this out here. Like, yeah, all that what? shit blew my mind. I was like, what the. Uh, fuck you like guys. this is out here it's next level when I, chuck is sending it to me i'm yeah, like yeah when i when I, he never sends me videos yeah because i'm like wait these fools are in vegas because i i seen the background because i didn't even look at where it was from i was just like what is this video and then i was like why does that look like vegas and i went down i was like these cats are from out here it's like oh shit and i sent it to keem and then we were just blown away like that shit thank you so excuses that we're fangling fangling yeah. real quick no i i appreciate it guys uh it, it truly means a lot you know because we're always trying to hustle it and, and it's funny I, I lose perspective as to uh as to the impact that some of our work has had because as far as i'm concerned it's just a dumb video we made for our youtube channel but i you know but then when you meet people who have actually seen it and like it, it and liked it and it's, it's just a, like it's a different experience and this right? is coming from you know because i told jeremy this like i used to watch corridor back in there like when they kind of started so yeah, it was yeah. like when I seen that, I was like, damn, this shit's really good. I was like, Corridor, like, these fools are competing with you guys. You know oh, what I mean? Like, I know they're really... They're senpai, they're really, dude. Yeah. They're, the, they're gods now, too. So, let's talk short-term goals and long-term goals. Because sure. you mentioned, like, being able to direct a Marvel feature film. What about short-term goals? Like, what, do you, what, what are you planning for the future within the next two to five years? Um, You know, you know what's exciting is, like... Some of it I know, some of it I don't know. Mm -hmm. we've, we it's going to be like that. Yeah, it, well, like, again, this is for anybody out there who's, like, hustling and trying to, to, to make this happen. The thing is, is, like, you can only plan so much. Uh, at a certain point, you kind of need to, to trust the work that you've done and trust the people that you work with and trust the connections that you've made. And then things just kind of start happening on their own, Yeah, which is kind of in the weird <laughs> zone we're in right now where things mm -hmm. have just kind of started uh, manifesting, I guess you could say. Just mm -hmm. things have just started really... Uh, what seemingly out of nowhere coming i mean we we have put in the work for years and i think it's starting to pay off and we're, we're starting to see that so short-term goals right now is we're working a we're collaborating with a friend of ours her name is mari takahashi she uh is a part of a youtube channel called smosh smosh games oh wow uh, they have about i think seven million something subs on their on their games channel like 30 million or something on their main channel they are some of the dopest people we we shot a video out there uh, in uh, Catalina with them last year, like an Assassin's Creed video uh, that Ubisoft sponsored. It was like one of the dopest things. Yeah. And uh, I've heard about it. I think Jeremy was talking about that. Dude, it was like one of the best times of my life. I was like, uh, it was working with these guys. It was incredible. And they had such a good time. And Mari had such a good time that she hit us up and was like, yo, um, I've been really interested in like expanding my horizons and doing some cool stuff. And like, I really had so much fun with it, working with you guys. Like, it would be dope if we could like start creating some stuff. So we've been like creatively collaborating with her. She's been financing some small projects we've been working on. Mm -hmm. And uh, and it's been really exciting because Right now, you know, a goal is movies and TV, always keeping that on the horizon in the back end of what we're, you know, trying to obtain. And so we're trying to fill in the holes in our game. So, you know, uh, one of the things that we're working on right now, we, we just shot out a cyberpunk-esque action scene called Coyote Sunset, which is like a, a like this proof of concept, uh, like weird uh cyberpunk kind of short that we worked on and then we're working on sort of like an anime inspired video next and we kind of just oh, wanted yeah. to stretch and flex our muscles and just see what we can do and like and start making some more original stuff you know we've been wanting to do some original stuff for years since the beginning but like nobody on youtube watches the original stuff it's all of our views were we're in the minute matchups and in the nightwing series and all the fan film stuff right which is which is great and it's incredibly appreciated i don't want to make that sound like i'm i'm not because i'm more grateful of course than anything in yeah. the world um but at the end of the day we're we're, we're creatives we're artists we want to we want to tell our stories and and mm -hmm. and and explore our own crazy ridiculous stupid ideas and see what those look like well and it's so, kind of like a like a like a like an artist like a singer right? yeah like they, they 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 post their covers yeah but you still they, they want to release their own music you know right. what i mean mm -hmm. right so I, I feel you on that and man. all we've been doing for the last couple of years is covers right and so i'm out here trying to say like hey we we're doing some good original stuff too some of the best covers i yeah. ever seen in my yeah, life I <laughs> I don't, I'm not, honestly i think i think like next 
a cord or digital, like nobody's really messing with you guys, man. Bro, you be guys. out here for sure, a hundred percent. Yeah, yeah, hundred percent. Because there's nobody else out here. Except Chuck, and he's not that good. <laughs> I do my shit in a. It's just like PNG. Fire. <laughs> Have you ever seen Birdemic? That's his level skills right there. A classic film. Let me let you guys in on a little secret. I'm not that good. I just work really hard, yeah. and this is all I do. There you go. I don't spend my time doing really anything else anymore. I find my passion is is my 24-7. Like, this is, mm-hmm. this is my heart and soul is in this. I want it more than anything in the world. I want it more than sleep. I want it more than food. I want it more than hanging out with my friends. I want it more than fun. I want it more than anything else on the planet. And I have since I was eight years old. And... As far as I'm concerned, nothing is going to get in my way until I get there. And that's the attitude you gotta have. Yeah. That's the only attitude that I think will get you to where yeah. you're trying to go because there's so much competition now. Right. You know, like anybody can pick up a camera. Anybody like cameras now are like incredibly high quality. I mean, you got a 4K camera in your pocket right now. Yep. They use to call people. 4K like, 60. Or 4K 60. I mean, it's compressed and not that great, but hey, you know, (laughs) but hey, it still works. Compared to what you used to spend two, three thousand dollars on 10 years ago or, you know, 15 years ago. Bro, I was shooting on this shitty little handy camcorder the Mm -hmm. first couple videos that we made. You know what I mean? So there's no excuses not to do it. And but like, if you want it, if you're out here, you want it like you got to put in the time because at the end of the day, I wasn't gifted with the 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 luxury of being incredibly talented you know what i mean like that didn't come natural to me i've i've spent time doing everything that i know how to do and i I think anybody who's gotten anywhere will tell you that talent will get you so far it is the it's it's grind man it's the hard work the grind that gets you where you're trying to go and the love of what you do as well because like what you said i think a lot of people need to like listen and let it resonate a little bit is like you really got to make sure like you wake up to what you're doing and you love it like there's no second guessing yourself like is this really what i should be doing Right. And that's probably going to happen like at the beginning yeah. of anything you start. You yeah. know what I mean? Because it's, it's got to be, be passion driven for sure, man. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It's got to be something that you you would do if you had a billion dollars. You just have to have You fun. would just be doing it on a bigger level, 100%. right? 100%. Like this podcast, nobody is asking us to do like, yeah, we have some people that listen and that's great. But really, why do we take the time to settle this up, to record it, to produce it, to really put it out there and promote it? Why do we do that? Because it's something that we love doing. We and love fun. giving people a platform to speak and kind of give their perspectives on things and kind of motivate other people. That's something that we love doing and if we had a billion dollars tomorrow we would still be doing this we would just maybe had like a bigger studio or something nice. yeah. Yeah. like nicer mics nicer, <laughs> yeah. nicer headphones we get those road and better headphones for damn sure because it's peaking all the time <laughs> yeah that's one of the things that so these headphones that we listen to them um uh for those who are wa- listening to the podcast only we have headphones on and when we listen to them because they're so crappy they distort and they sound terrible but when you listen to it on itunes in your car it's Sounds gonna great, sound really good but it's peaking right now <laughs> it's just a terrible experience while we record it so Sennheiser, you're out there. <laughs> Hit us up. <laughs> what so, are these? My bad. I gotta you look gotta, at it. Keep talking. Uh, you gotta uh, enjoy the journey, right? I mean, right. ultimately, that's that, that. Even honestly, man, that that's always been a huge struggle of mine to just be candid. It's like sometimes just enjoying the journey and realizing, like my girlfriend put it in perspective the other day, because I'm like, we have two videos that we're working on that we've been working on for a while. We got some stuff set up after this. Uh, you know, we're starting to collaborate with more people to do like more music videos and like more creative collaborations and whatnot. Um, and this is my full-time job now. So mm-hmm. it's like, you know, it's like, I'm, I am a full-time creative and my, uh, I, I was like, you know, I was, I was venting or stressing about something and my girlfriend's like, you need to chill because do you realize that like where you are right now and where you were like last year, a year and a half ago, like you're still working a job that you didn't like, you were still like struggling and trying to get to where you're trying to go. And then now like, you know, things are a lot, you're living your dream essentially. Mm -hmm. And you have good problems to have good problems to have. And I was just like, yeah. And the perspective that that put in is like, I still have the same mindset I had when I had zero subscribers, but I think that, and and that's like, it's not the way to be, you know, you mm-hmm. got to appreciate the journey. You got to be grateful for the mm-hmm. journey and, and understand that like, that, you, you know, like you're on your way to California, you're going to stop at Bakersfield or whatever, Baker, like, you know, just enjoy your rest stop and then get back on the road and keep going where you're trying to go. You know, don't, mm-hmm. don't stress about or fucking floor it to try to get where you're trying to go. Enjoy right. the journey and 
if you if you are capable of enjoying the journey, then you are capable of succeeding. There you go. Because if you love what you like, this is why your podcast has continued to elevate and get people's attention over the last year because you guys continue to do it. You're staying consistent. You're, um, I mean, you're clearly doing a really good job and you're clearly passionate about it. And mm-hmm. that's showing through. I mean, I saw it when, when you guys hit me up, I looked up your stuff and I was like, yeah, dude. So like social media looks clean. Yeah, <laughs> YouTube's YouTube's yeah, there. Like yeah, yeah. they got they post daily. Like what? You guys are doing. A, you guys are <laughs> Thank doing you, a Thank kick you, ass job, man. So how, let me ask because you mentioned you had the 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 Hawk Talk podcast, right? Right. What's going on with that? Uh, well, we ended Hawk Talk, I think, kind of abruptly mm-hmm. uh, last year. And this is the first time I've actually gone on record talking about it with anyone mm-hmm. in any capacity. But. Um, we just weren't really passionate about it anymore, man. Like, honestly, a lot of the stuff we were doing on YouTube just kind of became um, repetitive, redundant. Mm. It stopped being fun and started feeling like work. It felt like we were starting to chase views. And uh, frankly, like the cost of our videos, like those videos, like... I, like I appreciate all the all the praise for him. These things are expensive. Oh yeah, and they and like we weren't making enough through ad revenue or through Patreon to to frankly justify the cost of what we we're trying to do. And the older we get, and the more skilled we get, the more it's just like you can't just ask your friends to come on set and work for free anymore, man. Right, yeah. right. Like you got to These are these are like people like Rob Machado. He is a goddamn incredible professional, and he is incredibly talented. And like people like that need to be compensated. So it's just like. At a certain point, we're just like, okay, well, our, we are not happy with where we are. So, we kind of all just decided that we need to take a step back and and reevaluate. Right. And see if, and try to spark that passion again. And so, we kind of took a step back from YouTube. We took a step back from our podcast. We ended our podcast. We took a step back from YouTube. We really only posted like a couple of things since we ended the podcast. And uh, and we've been, again, working on more creative collaborations. Like that's been more what we've been doing. I mean, we've and commissions and whatnot. Like right. we were commissioned by Death Battle to do their fight scene. We were commissioned by Smosh to do their fight scene. We're, you know, taking commissions for music videos and stuff and other like action scenes for other filmmakers and, and creatives and whatnot. And it's, that's kind of been really fun and really fulfilling lately. And, and we're kind of going to be coming back to YouTube uh, later this year, but in a different capacity, a more right. mature version of Ismahawk, a more mature version of us. You know, we are, I guess, you know, we're our end goal, which I've, you know, stated our end goal that we're trying to obtain. It's like we weren't going to get there by continuing to do what we were doing. And right. so I know it was upsetting to a lot of our audience. You know, we have uh, almost 600,000 subscribers on our YouTube channel. <sighs> <Damn. laughs> um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, the podcast had, uh, I mean, I think it had roughly around 1500 listens, nothing crazy, mm-hmm. but like, you know, it was people yeah, were listening definitely listening. Yeah. People were definitely listening. We had an audience and, and, uh, and it feels bad. And I feel, I know all, none of us really feel great about like ending it so abruptly and whatnot and not coming back. Cause you know, we do, did have a really amazing loyal audience who, uh, supported us and whatnot, but it's like at the end of a, at the end of the day, man. Mental health, is, you got to make sure that shit's there. Yeah. You got to make sure that you're, that you're, you know. You have to be selfish sometimes. Yeah, you yeah. Know yeah. What yeah. As, as bad as that sounds, like people have to understand, like the if you're not good, how is the product gonna be good? Because it shows in our work. Yeah. I think if you look at a couple of our more recent videos that we, I think after the Joker versus Joker video, which was dope. <laughs> thanks. Yeah. It's one of my favorites. Yeah. After that, I think we were so burned out that we kind of started tapering out. And uh, and that's kind of when we were just like, that's kind of when the enthusiasm uh, amongst the team started to be like, all right, well, this has been this has been really dope. This has been a dope ride. We've loved it. Uh, incredible that we're here. But like, what is the next step? Mm-hmm. What are we doing next? And then, you know, we're, we're, we're on our phase two right now. We're trying to figure it out it's definitely important that that you do take the time to figure out you know like you said your passion what what it is what is it where do you want this thing to go yeah you know what i mean like you said you want it to be directing movies right right 
how can you be directing movies if you're dedicating your time to this YouTube channel or is the YouTube channel going to help you get there? Like those are things that you have to talk about it as a team and then decide what actions you're going to have to take after that, you know? And I'm not saying uh, the YouTube channel couldn't help us reach that goal, but the content we were creating, that was, I think that's where our bottleneck was. It Mm. was just like, are we making content that we're still passionate about? Like I said, like, you know, we're, we're over here doing remixes and covers when we want to be doing original, original, original songs. So it's like, that's kind of, that's kind of where we're at. It's like, we want to work on more original stuff, whether it's our idea or someone else's idea that we're helping bring to life. It's like that, you know, we want to start filling in the holes in our game while working on fun, exciting, creative projects, mm-hmm. which is what we're doing yeah. now again, I, and it's, I and it's feel incredible. Like, I kind of feel like Ismaha could be a actual superhero. <laughs> now, before we get there, I want to ask, what 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 is Ismahawk? What what does that stand for? How did you come up with that name? Ismahawk is uh, was my gamer tag. Okay, okay uh, I, I worked at a yeah, I worked at a game crazy when I was before they went out of business. Shout out game, they yeah. went out of business. They've been out of business years oh, ago. Right. <laughs> so was game crazy. Uh, Hollywood video? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So it. I worked oh, Hollywood at, video went out of business too. Yeah. yeah simultaneously. So I worked there when I was 16 yeah. and when I got hired there, all the, the dudes that I work with all had these super cool gamer tags and I had a really dumb one that had like numbers at the end and whatnot. Yes. It, was, it was lame. That sign. Yeah. <laughs> XX, you know, all that stuff. Uh, and, uh, and I was like, oh, I want to come up with a cool gamer tag. So uh, my my boss at the time was like, think of a you know cool cool combination of words that that sound cool, and I was like, well, hawks are cool, they, you know, they're like birds of prey, they're they are, no, yeah. they're pretty cool. <laughs> and then you have, and then Isma is actually a uh, prefix to Ismail, which uh, the Ismaili are the. They're basically the group that the term assassin mm-hmm. uh, was actually for this group. They they created an assassin group organization. Oh, wow. uh, yeah, the entire Assassin's Creed series Say it is again? based off uh, Ismaili. That sounds so tight. So it should be Ismaili Creed. So yeah, Isma. <laughs> <laughs> so it's actually really interesting. They it, like it, it originated in ancient Persia, and it's super interesting. Part of my culture that I'm like really really proud it That's of super and interested in and they, they don't touch on it in the games at all yeah yeah which is really weird uh my, but, my brother's hooked on those uh, assassin games <laughs> yeah really I, I don't good. i don't have the capacity to sit down and play video games anymore yeah nothing against them i just my attention span like unless it's got a war uh, doesn't really work that yeah, way yeah, anymore, yeah. you know yeah but yeah sorry continue no no yeah it's <laughs> well that, that, that that's basically it like it's a. I thought of a cool word. It meant something. It, 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 there's cultural relevance, uh, and uh, that was my gamer tag for Xbox, not not the name of my company. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, <laughs> I, you know, we made we made our first Nightwing video in like 2012, and back then you couldn't change your name on YouTube. Oh, you were wow. just. It was either it was either whatever it was, or or change it, or change it to your your name, whatever uh-huh. your Google Plus was. Yeah. So we were like, okay, well, I asked Jeremy. I was like, well, what do you do? You want to just stick with this Mohawk? And it was just like, yeah, it's pretty cool. So, literally, my gamer tag became the name of our production company, and That's super it's dope. been like yeah. that ever since. <laughs> I like that though. Yeah. It's a fun. Because the meaning story. behind it is actually pretty pretty deep. Yeah, man. Is, uh, Isma, Link. How do you say it? Ismaili. Uh, it's like Ismaili. Is, is, yeah. Ismail. 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 And uh, Persian uh, in Farsi, you know, you use I, the I at the end typically, you, you know, can refer to like multiple or group of people. So Ismaili is multiple Ismails. Damn. I, that's another game I used to play a lot. Uh, Prince of Persia. Yeah. On the PlayStation yeah. 2, I think it was. I want to like, make a Prince of Persia movie. I want to. I want to bring that back. I want to make a good yeah. one, not with Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah, I mean Jake Gyllenhaal is a great it. actor, great actor, one of my favorite actors. But yeah, I, th- I feel like that movie could definitely be done. Yeah, love Jake Gyllenhaal. Yeah. I would cast a Persian in the role, though. You know, yeah. the Prince of Persia. Yeah, see, there we go. Uh, you know, <laughs> that's, what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. You know, uh, have you seen a uh, Nightcrawler though? With Jake uh, Gyllenhaal? No, I haven't. Bro, I heard you, it. I heard you, it's dope. You gotta watch yeah. it. Yeah, I always tell people to watch that movie. It's so dope. I would say like Jake Gyllenhaal is one of my favorite actors. Yeah, uh, and that movie was like I don't know. There's something about it. Incredible. Because because he's he's a he's a he's a videographer. Yeah. in that movie, but he's also like not really a videographer. He's using it as a hustle, and it's a lot of crazy stuff that goes on. You gotta watch it. I don't yeah. want to spoil it for you. I heard it's dope, and I love Jake Gyllenhaal. Just yeah. saw him in Spider Man: Far From Home. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Yeah, completely out of the loop, completely. With the superhero movies? Uh, yeah, everything. Um, Just who's, who's Jake? Jake? Jake Gyllenhaal? What does he look like? I'll, I'll look at him after. I'll probably, I know. He's the dude from Donnie Darko. Oh, 
Which that one? was a long time ago. Though. The main character. He was Donnie. Oh shit! <laughs> okay, now I know who that is. I don't. Does he still look the same? Yeah, pretty here, much. Here, here, here we go. I'm gonna show you. Oh, a picture, sorry, Chuck. Just what so, is... just so you. Ha- uh, oh, Dude, I googled literally... Donnie Darko instead of Jake Gyllenhaal. <laughs> he's literally been in everything. <laughs> there's no way you. There's no way you can't have seen oh, this okay. guy. I know who that is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah my bad. Bubble Boy. Bubble Bro, Boy. Come I... on, how do we not? <laughs> Bubble Boy. I yeah. love Bubble Boy. Bubble Dude. Boy. It's crazy when you say names. I'm like. No, <laughs> but you I tell him know. a movie. He's like, oh, that, that's yeah. the one. <laughs> so I kind of want to touch on something. Uh, I forgot where I was going, but I, I did have another another question. Um, yeah, yeah. Film school. You yeah. said you went to film school, right? right? Oh no, no. Before we go there, that now, now I remember you were talking about directing like those action movies and all that stuff. Yeah. How, what is it like directing an action scene? Because there's a lot of fighting. There's a lot of coordination mm-hmm, that goes yeah. into it. Like, do you have to like draw out like a game plan of how you're gonna tell people to fight, or do you tell them how to fight, or do you just let them take control? How does that work? Oh, it's my favorite thing in the world, <laughs> directing action scenes. Yeah. I, I I love it so much. Um. Uh, but it's incredibly stressful, and uh, there's a lot of moving parts. You know, safety is always the number one priority. Uh, we work with the stunt team; they help to choreograph the fight. Okay. Uh, but we usually, you know, to pen up the script, and once we have the script uh, ready, you know, we'll we'll throw it to them and be like, "Here's the how I see the action scene." We'll talk about it a little bit, then they'll go off and choreograph it. Then while they're doing their thing, we're on our end. We're getting, you know, figuring out the location, figuring out, you know. What's our lighting schematic going to look like? The thing about action scenes is that it requires a lot of setups in a short amount of time and depending on the type of action scene that you're going to do. So a lot of it, uh, a lot of it changes depending on what kind of action scene we're doing at the time because, you know, uh, the, we have to find a location that will allow Jeremy to uh, potentially pre-light. So, you know, go in the day before and, and light the environment or go in a few hours early and light the environment because lighting takes up a huge amount of time. Like all that stuff set up takes a, a crazy amount of time. And then we just want to go. What's it like directing those scenes? I mean, it's fun. You know, if you've ever been on a film set, you notice that sometimes, uh, you know, things can slow down, things get kind of boring. But like when when you're shooting an action scene... Uh, and there's actual actors and stuntmen doing like stunts, uh, like people cheer and after, you know, after takes, you know, there's like clapping and cheering and, and yelling and, and it's a really uh, energetic and exhilarating environment. I mean, obviously like while keeping safety and, and all that stuff, mm-hmm. uh, 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 as a number one priority, but like, you know, you see someone do a freaking two backflip, double backflip, yeah, yeah, double backflip into a somersault. You're just like. I love my job. I love my, I love my life. Right. <laughs> like I just filmed this dude doing a double backflip and then landing in a somersault and in like some crazy action pose. And it's just like, it's a blast, dude. Yeah. 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 It's, it's, it's funny. Cause like, I, I'm always scared of doing like uh, feature films. Like if I ever did one, one day, but like an action movie just seems so much fun. It seems yeah. Very hard, but like super hard, you know, ever since, uh, Tony Jaw was like one of my like the original unbox and all that. Oh like, yeah, the those protector ones blew my mind because I was like, damn, this actor is putting in the work. Yep, you know Jackie Chan in it, and I'm just like, and then I watched that thing with Corridor because yeah. I forgot about it. I forgot about unbox. Have you seen him? No, I haven't. Whew. Bro, like, uh, th- you definitely need to check him out. But they did um, what is it? Reacting with the stuntman? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was just like, damn, dude, they there's so many moving parts and if anything gets fucked up and this is the main actor so if he gets fucked up yep like if he gets knocked it's out over or breaks something like damn that and they're just... doing it on the hollywood scale like we're still yeah. doing it pretty indie i mean like bare bones like they actually have like like they were taught like on ongbok like they've got like little like detonators and like yeah like shatter glass like, yeah, I never yeah, knew that. Oh, you're talking whatnot. about the movies, Ongbok. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't yeah. seen those you movies. You said Zunbok? Ongbok. Oh, yeah. <laughs> o- O-N-G, right? Yeah. O-N-G, yeah, yeah, yeah. I've, I've always seen them. I've always seen them on like Netflix and stuff. Bro, just watch one them. and two. I don't know about three, but Is yeah. it kind of like like It Man or is it on another on another level? I think another level. Okay. Real talk. You seen It Man? Yeah, it's it's different than It Man. Yeah. Uh, I think It Man... This is more... I love It Man, fighting. too. Yeah, I think It Man is, is, is super dope, but it's a different type of martial art because he's using Muay Thai, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And uh, and uh, in, in It Man, he's using Wing Chun, right? Oh. So, the way that they're fighting is completely different, but, like, there's a lot of bone-breaking in any Tony Jaa movies. There's yeah. a scene in The Protector, I don't know if you've seen that movie, uh, with Tony Jaa, and he literally, like, all these dudes are running at him, and he's like, and, like, like literally breaks, like, 
30 guys run at him one at a time and he just like he like grabs this guy breaks his arm that, that guy falls to the ground this it's guy like so kicks tight. him he like breaks his leg and it's just like he i've never seen so many broken bones in one scene it was ridiculous it's not real breaking bones is it no it is real you i mean know that shut your mouth Chad. <laughs> you know what dude I, i'll be perfectly honest like they shoot internationally and the kind of labor laws are that, different yeah are different out there and That's there's so a, scary. you can get away with a lot of stuff like uh the raid you guys seen the raid no bro what you gotta send us on an bro, email you haven't seen the raid i haven't seen the raid dog and the my, raid on what dvd netflix uh Where can we watch it i don't know uh, I'll, I'll, I'll look for it after this and, he'll send and, us a private link <laughs> <laughs> I'll, I'll look for i'll look for it and see where it's at. i think might be on netflix but dude it is one of the most ins- literally everyone is copying the raid yeah after that movie came out it's uh it was an indonesian film uh i think gareth edwards was the director of that movie and i think he did godzilla mm-hmm. the, the last godzilla movie I, I think i if you're listening to this and i'm wrong i'm i'm sorry yeah. but um any either way like that the action in the raid is some of the most insane fight choreography i've ever seen super oh, low snap. budget and literally everyone has been trying to copy them like ever since is it kind of like in the in the, the style of like a like a john wick where it's like a long scene kind of a thing or is it just the actual action in it it's just <sighs> crazy or is it just the coordination between it, like the fighting just, and then the is explosives? it like Ombak on crack basically yeah like, dude it's really steroids sorry i gotta, watch, I gotta <laughs> watch this uh Ongbok, man you guys are losing me with this i don't know what it looks like I, I gotta watch the scene. It's, it's tight, but the uh, man, if you're gonna watch Ongbok or the Raid, my, my vote is in the Raid because the the Raid is. I'm telling you, man. I think th- when that died, movie, <laughs> dude, there was like some guy almost got like blinded by one of the action scenes. There was like a door frame with this like like wood like piece of the door frame sticking out and. Uh, I I'm not, I can't just watch it, dude. Yeah. It's, it's so good. You're yeah. hyping it up pretty I f- good, I man. Feel the, I feel the hype. So it's, I gotta watch it. It's dope. It's simple. Like bunch of police enter a building. I see have, have you guys ever seen Dread? Yes. No. No, I have no, not. I've seen Judge Dread. Not yeah. the, the one with Stallone. No. Or the one with uh, with uh, Carl Urban. I think it's a new one. Carl Urban. Okay, yeah. so that one, Dread. Okay. That one is actually like sort of inspired by the raid where the characters go like literally are moving up a building and uh-huh. fighting the bad guys in, okay. in order of badness like that's literally what it is and the action is just like high octane super intense super fun out. i'm definitely gonna watch it that sounds so much fun if you guys uh, like so, so, are there, so would you say those are kind of like your inspirations when it comes to when you direct the scene yeah. like you kind of have them in mind i mean yes and no yes because they just did it so excellently uh but like no in that you know we want to try to create our own voice Mm -hmm. and so i kind of think of you know what stupid crazy ridiculous ideas are are in my brain that we can figure out and i always throw ideas out to jeremy and he's always like why do you always have to come up with the most complicated ideas (laughs) and i and i'm like i'm sorry but it's worked out pretty well for us so far right and he's just like and it'll go and he'll do it and and you know it'll work out and that's tight (laughs) sometimes it doesn't and sometimes he's like shoots me the 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 stare you know what i mean but you gotta you gotta because that's how you that's how you become different and that's how you create your own lane yeah, so yeah. I definitely believe What's that. What's the uh, the most amount of scenes that you've done, or um, most amount of takes you've done in the scene to get it right? I mean, like ballpark. Would you, you do you usually nail it in like five, ten takes? <laughs> no. Or is it like fifty, a hundred? I mean, here's the thing. Like, <laughs> if we had the time, I'd go all day mm-hmm. because I, I'd Kubrick this bitch because yeah, perfectionist. Yeah, because I I want it to be perfect. Kubrick and was crazy. He, he was a little too crazy. Yeah. That's a little bit. That's a little too extra. Yeah. But, but like, you know, split the difference, right? <laughs> uh, but like, you know, we're on such short timelines because again, independent productions, independent action scenes, we don't always have the luxury to get it perfect because we don't have the finances to keep us on set. So sometimes we're only really allowed at the most to have, you know, four or five takes at the most. Cause you also have to keep in consideration the energy that your actors and your, your performers have, mm-hmm. you know, they, they may not like there was a we did a backflip scene in uh the nightwing versus daredevil project and like i was like we got three of those tops dude i mean this dude's doing like literally uh a like two back handsprings into a backflip and then landing on his feet i'm like we're gonna have to 
Like, how many times are we going to get this dude to do this before he gets too tired? We still have the rest of the day that we need to shoot out. And someone needs to throw a flying knee into a car a little later. We've got to make sure that there's enough energy, you know, to to spare. So, we don't always have the chance to go, you know, do a a million takes. But frankly, if I had them, Mm -hmm. we would, you know, we shoot our action scenes within one to three days. Mm -hmm. The raid, they use, they shoot one action scene usually takes at least like seven days seven to 14 days wow you know what i mean so it's like real good i gotta watch this man well that that, that's not even just that's not even just the raid like that's like any good action action movie and i'm not talking like uh, unfortunately a lot of american action movies suffer from this they suffer from excessive handheld use and uh and yeah yeah, quick cuts and oh to kind of get around having to do a writing camera yeah they just edit it in yeah. Okay, gotcha. John Wick, however, is is the is the opposite of that, the antithesis, if you will, uh, where they are basically trying to do more long takes, and every moment needs to be perfect. So you can tell that they spend a crap ton of time on those action scenes. You can kind of tell the difference. The wider the action scenes, and the more like concise the movements, yeah, they probably spent you know a full yeah you know a full couple hours trying to get that one that one shot. Yeah. You know what I'm saying. So, so because you you mentioned spending that much time on a scene, yeah. let's say you're spending all day on one scene. Do the, does Hollywood usually have like a, a stu- like how many stunt doubles do how does Hollywood usually have to like fill in for those? Because you said like one actor can get tired throughout the process of a couple of hours. Yeah. Um. Do you do you think that the actor should do it all the, all the time, or should they have stunt doubles? How, how does that work? I mean, I, I speaking on Hollywood, I. I haven't done enough work in Hollywood mm-hmm. to truly know exactly what the process is. Mm-hmm. But based off of what I know, it seems like the actors generally have a couple of doubles depending on what the stunts are. Mm-hmm. They have like, you know, their, their set double and there's usually like another double who will come in and do like specialized things. Like mm-hmm. if somebody's going to be lit on fire, you know, usually you need specialized you know, someone who's who's experienced who knows in, how to get themselves mm-hmm. out of that situation. Exactly, right. yeah. Who who's been lit on fire before right. and knows how to how to safely uh, deal with it, right? On our sets, uh, you know, we try to hire uh, athletic actors, actors mm-hmm. who can act and also uh, do the stunts because right. you know we can't really afford doubles all the time, and mm-hmm. sometimes and, and like especially on an indie level, it's so hard to get them to look right right mm. you know what i mean like yeah. uh sometimes you'll have a really really great actor and a really great stunt person but the skin complexion is off and you're just like well like you're going to be able to tell that uh this person is more tan than this person and then it's going to take the audience out of it because now they're like oh look that's a double or like the hair consistency is different or whatever and it's just like you got to look at that kind of stuff there's so many yeah there's, there's so, so many factors things. many moving parts when you're shooting action mm-hmm. but it's dope and it's fun and going uh to the feature film yeah like one day whatever you guys do what is the whole like the whole timeline on getting stuff like would you guys be doing everything like being the production company being the funders being all that or would you find investors or how, how do you guys like feel like you're gonna go about something like that oh man i think it really depends i you know we've considered because when you when you <clears throat> deal with outside investors you deal with a, a level of pressure and expectation Mm -hmm. um right which is you know why you know there's a lot of artists who choose to like stay indie so they can have a lot of creative control the bigger you go the less creative control you get right so ideally (laughs) ironically i want to i aspire to work in on a film that probably gives me uh, a very restrictive creative uh, freedom, right? You know, mm-hmm. in a Marvel movie, you probably are going to be, you know, they're going to give you a little box and they're going to say work within this box, which is dope. It's totally fine because I want to do that. Because you'll um, learn a lot too. Yeah. yeah. But like in the There's beginning. so much, man, to, to learn. Bro. Like I, I work at a company right now where it's like, it's not even on that level. Yeah. And the amount of input that you get from not even like, not even just the team around you from like a manager or director, but you're also talking about like, you know the marketing side of people like oh no you yeah. can't have this kind of shot yeah or you can't have a, a photo of the person this way because then it shows this i'm like oh my god like there's so many things that as a yeah. creative you wouldn't think because you're just looking at the overall artistic value of it yeah. versus the you know how is it going to look like on the, print or how's it going to look part. the, the, the <laughs> no, pc kidding. part you know what i mean yeah this is a you know th- th- this this uh, is actually a really important note for again anybody listening out there who is interested in doing this it's like you can't just be a creative no you can't just I'll, be good unless, unless you fund everything yourself and you just do it for you but you still can't just be a creative you got to be a business person at some at, oh yeah at, at, at 
to an extent. If you don't understand the business that you're getting into, if you don't understand the rules of the game that you're playing, right. then how are you going to move mm. forward on the board? Like, yeah, you can accidentally make mistakes and still make progress forward, but you need to have some sort of business acumen uh, and think about this as a business. You know, uh, me and Jeremy always refer to it as industry versus artistry. Uh, it's a class that we had in UN at UNLV and the fact of the matter is you could be the most creative and have like the most out there artistic auteurish ideas but the problem is 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 if you don't know project management mm -hmm. then especially on an independent level then you're going to run into some trouble right because you're going to need to like especially like with the kind of stuff that we do uh just uh the stuff that we do it's it requires a ton of project management because like when i first started out i was like i was producing i was directing i was acting i was editing i was doing the visual effects like i had to manage that entire project and now you get to the point where we're starting to delegate those tasks which yep. is a whole other thing that you'll need to know how to navigate mm -hmm. so it's like you got to have a business sense to you and and what's going to sell and what is going to get people's attention that's again why we went with superhero stuff and uh, granted we love it so it's like super easy because you know, it's already something we're passionate about but right. at, at the same time it's like oh if we make like if we remix our favorite superheroes and make some cool like versus videos that'll get more attention than if we made something more original and that'll right. help us spin out into doing more original stuff right you guys definitely have a handle on the whole thing because i mean without having done those minute matchups those superheroes well what's and, and then being consistent with those yeah yeah, it would have been. It's not. It's not easy to say, but like, would you do you think you would have gotten the same amount of attention, the same amount of, amount of like uh, subscribers and and community without doing that? No, right? No, and, and that's what I tell industry a lot of versus artistry. Yeah, that's what I tell that's a lot the of. Art, that's the industry, and the industry can right. be soul sucking, like we talked about earlier in the show. Like the industry aspect can be soul sucking sometimes if you are not if if that spark goes away. And you feel like you're not, if you feel like you're creatively stifled, then yeah, you're not going to do well. Like you can't lean too far in any sense because like, think about it like this, uh, DC comics is, is right now industry over artistry. Mm -hmm. Like the way that they've been making their movies, the way the decisions they've been putting into their movies has been, what's going to make us the most money mm -hmm. instead of like, can we make something good and also use that to make money, which is clearly Marvel's formula. Like, we're going to make something good and that thing being good is going to make money. Or at least it's good enough right. mm. to make money, right? See, that's why I, when, when we talk about that, I think about movie posters. Like, movie yeah. posters are nowadays, like, we, and this is a whole topic, but I feel like they've gotten super lazy with movie posters oh, yeah. as opposed to the way they used to be in the 70s and 80s yeah. where they were super artistic. Like look at any like uh, uh, Friday the 13th movie poster. Right. Like, it's so crazy. Like there's complexity. There's like there's faces woven into other faces. Like there's the, the whole the way it was done. But then you look at posters now and it's just like the the floating heads or you have like the, the what's it called the Avengers poster where yeah. it's like one character and then everybody around them. You know what I mean? Like it's the same thing over and over again but it goes back to the whole like that's what people expect. That's what, when you see a movie poster, that's what people associate it with. Oh, that's going to be a box office hit. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So, or at least that's what they're trying to do. Right. <sighs> exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Danny, I mean, thank you so much, man. Yeah. yeah thank you so much. You so much we are, we are hitting the one hour mark Dang, and I uh, don't want to take too much of your time. That flew by. I'm trying to keep these podcasts a little bit on the shorter side. There's so much more we could definitely get into. Um, but for those who are listening, watching the video on YouTube, where can people find you and kind of get in contact with you? You can find us uh, youtube.com slash ismahawk is our YouTube channel. Uh, you can find me at Danny Lashep on Twitter and Instagram. Um, you can also follow Ismahawk at Ismahawk on Twitter, Instagram, on Facebook. And uh, look out for, uh, look out for, dang, I think her channel is Atomic Mari. Uh, and yeah, keep your eyes on that channel because we'll, we'll, we will be distributing a couple of new videos within the next couple of months, I think, on that channel. Hell and yeah. those That's are going sweet. to be some new, I think, really cool projects that we're really excited about they're they're really off the wall and kind of goofy and 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 totally our personality totally my personality i can't oh, yeah. wait man because you <laughs> guys always kill it and i'm always looking forward to what you guys are dropping yep um i'm gonna go ahead and put all you guys information your all the links that you send me are gonna Dope. be in the uh, bio below Boom. for everybody who's listening on itunes spotify watching on youtube make sure you guys click that subscribe button and follow us on apple podcast but until next time thank you guys for rocking with us and we'll catch you guys in the next guys, morning you, dinner later Every time I come in the kitchen, you in the kitchen, in the goddamn refrigerator.
I sure am hungry. Are you guys still watching? Because guess what? Right now is the perfect opportunity. If you made it all the way through to click that like button. So, what, what was that? Bleep, 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 bleep. So you do something with your hands and I was like, whoa, buddy, we chill out there. Click that subscribe button. Click, 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 click. I keep saying, I keep thinking rate in my head. Like, don't forget to like, comment, rate, and subscribe. Because you're stupid. There we go. Mm. <laughs> God damn it, Chuck. We got that one all over again. No, bro. That was uh, funny. Uh, I think that'll be funny. Don't forget, guys. We also are available on podcasting platforms like Spotify. Oh, oh. <laughs> I was thinking for a second. We're available on Spotify, Anchor, Stitcher Radio, Apple Podcasts, and many, many more platforms. If you guys are on the go and want to listen to the audio only, don't forget to go ahead and follow us on Apple Podcasts and all that good stuff. Please, please, Leave please. us a review if you guys feel like being awesome and want to support the channel. We do this for free at no cost to you. And if we want to keep it that way, just like the videos, the guys. The only cost is your hours of the day. There we go. And not even hours, like a, Which you can never get back, like so just seconds. remember that. Yeah, give us a second of your time and click that like button. Yep. All right, guys. See you guys in the next one. Oh, shit. I wasn't recording. For real? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. I think that is a funny way to end up. <laughs>